Welcome to OpenTelemetry in Use, an ad-free monthly show about OpenTelemetry in the wild. Meet OpenTelemetry end-users, contributors and vendors who all share their in-use stories. Come join the community and learn about and exchange experiences with OpenTelemetry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OpenTelemetry in Use. Today, I have the great pleasure to have a special guest on the show, and that's Asa. Um, welcome to the show, Asa. Hi, nice to, nice to uh, join this uh, new podcast. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for, um, you know, making time to join us here and share your uh, experiences with OpenTelemetry and what problems you solve. So maybe let's start with a quick introduction. What are you doing? What, uh, what keeps you up at night? And... Uh, how how are things going with with your company? So basically, I joined. The, I'm quite new at a company called the Stream Native. It's a remote first company. I joined roughly about ten months ago. Recent before that, I worked in another company called Logs.io. Basically, since I joined, just as a context. Stream Native, its main offering is that it offers Apache Portal as a service. That's the main uh, product. And uh, I don't know. I don't don't know if you heard about Apache Portal. Not many. I have. Heard about I have it. not. I have not. So maybe you give us a little bit of a context here. Yeah. Okay. So Apache Portal um, essentially is in the messaging space. You can think of it as a messaging as a messaging platform powerhouse. I think the easiest way to understand it uh, in 30 seconds is basically if you take Kafka and you marry it with RabbitMQ, you get Apache Pulsar, which means that on one hand, it offers the same um, horizontal scalability as Kafka. It offers the same functionality of um, producing and consuming messages in a streaming mode that you have this cursor that you keep offset that you keep adjusting, so you consume in a streaming mode. But on the other hand, it has that ability, like RabbitMQ, to acknowledge a specific message, to say, okay, I'm done with that one and that one. All the rest, uh, negative, I'm not done yet, so negative acknowledge. So that allows you to basically have both worlds in the same product. Gotcha. So is it in memory or does it persist? Like, like no, no, it's it's it persists. Uh, but the again, the difference between Rabbit Kafka and uh, Pulsar that Pulsar doesn't persist it to disk, and uh, so it persisted to another system called Apache Bookkeeper. And the easiest way to understand Apache Bookkeeper is simply you know, look at it as a if a distributed file system that supports uh, append-only files. Okay, so if usually in Kafka you have per partition, let's say an active file that you keep rolling it, right? Um, so you can think of it instead of a rolling file, a, a file, you have an append-only file that also keeps rolling. And that file is actually, it's a virtual file, which is stored in Apache Booker. That actually gives it a very strong ability to uh, support um, and a, a huge amount of topics. So you can support up to 1 million topics in Apache Pulsar because it's not a file descriptor, it's a virtual file. Gotcha. And um, 
I, I do remember I, I used to work in, in big data some more than 10 years ago and there was Zookeeper. So Bookkeeper is related to Zookeeper or not only by the name. Yeah. So Bookkeeper essentially uses also a Zookeeper. Right. And Bookkeeper is, is as, as I said, an append only um, mm -hmm. file distributed file system. And Zookeeper mm -hmm. is a key value store, which is a not really distributed, right? Every node is essentially a monolith, contains the, the, all the data, copy of the entire data. It's right. not distributed, the, doesn't distribute the, the keys between it, like a Bookkeeper or Pulsar or Kafka or whatever. And, and for our younger listeners who, who only know the, the cloud native um, CNCF uh, ecosystem, Zookeeper is roughly equivalent to etcd. So if you know etcd, you probably uh, also have a good feeling what Zookeeper is. Uh, all right. Uh, so we know a little bit now about yourself and your background. Um, now let's switch gears and focus on the problem that you wanted to address with the help of OpenTelemetry. Can you talk us through that a bit? Yeah. So basically one of the first small tasks I got uh, when I started about one month after I started so I'm working on it on I think eight months to now. Is the um, is exactly what I told before. So because Pulsar supports up to one million topics per cluster, so you can even reach between 10k to 100k topics in a single broker. Just imagine the amount of uh, unique time series you get if you have uh, 100 100k 100,000 topics, and each topic has let's say. Uh, 50 instruments. So the amount of uh, unique time series is huge. It's too much. And usually what people do when they use Pulsar with so many topics, they switch off the metrics in the topic granularity because it's too expensive um, to store. And it's too, it takes, the query takes too long. So they, they do some workarounds. They use some scripts to scrape the metrics on a different, uh, and then they filter and, and re-aggregate just to be able to, to have eyes, to have monitoring on it. So this is the big, big problem that I was tasked to solve. Um, <clears throat> so basically, um, what, I what I had initially uh, imagined of doing is have two abilities, which seems reasonable to me because we're, the, the amount of topics is not going away. That's like one of the strong features of uh, Pulsar. So I was thinking we can have two things. One, <clears throat> aggregating. Instead of, having <clears throat> instead of having the metrics in a very high granularity, which is called a namespace. Um, so a namespace can have like, let's say, 1 million topics or 100k topics. You can split it, but namespaces, you don't have a lot. So I was thinking of splitting it to, to um, topic metric group, <clears throat> essentially grouping the metrics. So if you have 1 million topics, you can maybe group it to 1,000 groups. And then I will give the, the same um, metrics, but in a granularity of topic uh, groups, which is, it has a reasonable cardinality. That's one of the things I wanted to do. The second thing I wanted to control for each, uh, to have the ability for each topic or for each topic group, which metrics I want to see. Maybe I do have 50 um, metrics 
for any topic, but for a certain topic, maybe I want to see only the backlog size. Maybe for others, I want to see the latency and all the rest. So I want to be able to control it in a, in a fine granular um, way. So basically that's, the, I think, the, the two biggest thing that I wanted to solve when I started. So let me repeat that back to you to see if I understood that correctly. So you have Apache Pulsar, um, and the the problem really was to, um, in a in a scalable and and sustainable manner, to monitor based on the metrics. So we're talking about metrics, not logs or profiles or traces or whatever, but really focusing on the metrics. And you had a couple of uh, requirements there in terms of fine grained control, in terms of uh, dealing with the scale, and you decided that. Open telemetry is a good use for that to solve that problem. Well, basically, I've decided that this is what I want to do. I want to I, uh, support aggregation <laughs> dynamically, okay. and I want to okay. support filtering dynamically. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, whatever I choose, wh whatever I decide, I have to have a single metric library. And if you look at the Pulsar code, since it was written, pre uh, started in two thousand and twelve back in Yahoo. So you can imagine there is more than one metric library. There are actually four. So I knew that like a pre-quitted step for any solution that I will implement, I will have to consolidate into a single metrics library. And that gave me the option to say, okay, what exists in the JVM world? Because Pulsar is written in Java. And to, to analyze and basically, you have roughly four um, libraries. If you're in the JV world, you have uh, the Wizard metrics, you have the Prometheus client itself, um, you have a um, micrometer, and then the new kid in the block, which is Open Telemetry. So I took the. I basically I'm I'm also almost twenty years in the industry. I think out of fifteen or more in Java. So I actually know know those library quite well. So I took a lot of time learning uh, open telemetry and and after reading it thoroughly I understood that open telemetry is 10x to any other existing library in the JVM world I think it will basically deprecate them 10x in terms of what in terms of, of uh... basically everything it's like if you give score <laughs> Uh, open okay. telemetry is 100 and the rest yeah. are like 50. Okay. And, and there are so many reasons why. Okay. I take it from your description that you did not use the um, auto instrumentation that Java uh, Open Telemetry offers, but you did the manual instrumentation of Pulsar. First, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm still mm -hmm. actually, I'm, I'm, I only done the POC and now I'm going to mm -hmm. do start the design. But yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going on the in, in the route in the route of uh, manual uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, makes makes sense. Makes sense. So um, we learned the problem. We learned that open telemetry, based on your PUC on your proof of concept, seems to be very promising. Now, you really, you know, looked at that and then read through everything. So. I assume you might have come across the one or other thing that is missing in terms of documentation or best practices or features or whatever. Can you talk us a bit through that part? 
yes. First, let's say that um, in terms of documentation, um, there is a lot to, to, to add. I think it took me roughly one month to understand it deeply and thoroughly, not just as a user, but more, to just to understand how it actually works. And, and the reason, because I think that documentation is, is, is missing a lot, a lot. I mean, you, today you, are, you have to read the, 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 I mean, for me, you have to read the spec. And the spec is complicated. And so once you, re you finish reading the spec, then you read um, the SDK documentation. It's missing, so you catch up with examples. You ask on Slack, and it takes a lot of time. So basically, what I did um, to, to help with that as a first step is I wrote a blog post uh, mm -hmm. that summarizes my key understanding that I think if you read it, it sure. will save you days of understanding of how the open telemetry works. We'll so add that to the show aspect. notes. Absolutely, we'll add that to the show notes. That's a good learning. Thank you. Um, and to that, to that uh, process, so you started out with the spec, which makes sense because that defines all the concepts. And I assume that includes OTLP, so the, the, the Open Telemetry Protocol and, and all the, the SDKs you mentioned, or the Java SDK, I assume. Um, and when you say things are missing, what is it? Is it that there are gaps or what is there is not deep enough? Like what, when you say what is missing, I'm trying to understand. I think it's missing. Mean? I think it's missing that logical explanation top bottom in from a user point of view. Right. So right. basically it seems that everything is geared for someone that wants to implement an SDK. So they assume, yeah, uh, you're going to take a month and learn everything from the getting from, right? Yeah, that's that's a great data point. Having you knowing that someone very experienced like yourself, you said fifteen years in Java, twenty years overall. At the very least, uh, it takes roughly a month to get you know dive deep and get get to the level that you need in order to to successfully implement that. That's a good data point, right? And and also the feedback that it's it appears to be more uh, calibrated or focused on let's say implementers, vendors, rather than end users, if I understood you correctly. Currently, yes. But it, the, the, the good thing about Omodermotry is that the community is very, very supportive. Mm -hmm. So you can catch up on everything using Slack. So that's, it <laughs> offsets that. And yes, so, so the documentation is one thing. Yeah, yeah there are other points that uh, I found uh, uh, missing. Yeah. Um, one... I have several ones. So the first one is that I wanted to be able to specify uh, buckets for a specific histogram mm -hmm. because that's what I was used to from, uh, let's say, Prometheus or, or Micrometer. And when you see, when you read the API, you see that you don't have that ability. So a little bit of digging and you find out that you can actually do it, but in a view. So, and it looks counterintuitive at first because you have to define it in a separate place, not where or not in the place that you actually define the histogram. So I did two things. One, I opened the, um, I think I, I opened an issue to start discussing that in the open telemetry to see how we can add to the API itself. And I saw there is an ongoing discussion about um, having something called hints. So it's ongoing discussion and hopefully I, I hope it will um, 
be finished and, and it will be added to the API. The back, so it will allow you to specify the buckets for a specific instrument. Um, the second thing that I did was um, basically I noticed that in Pulsar, most of the buckets are the same for the unit. So if the histogram is for milliseconds, most of the buckets across the board have the same buckets. If it's for bytes, it's the same buckets. So the only thing I was missing for using views without being too verbose is to be able to say, I want to have those buckets for that unit. So I added in the spec that you can specify in the instrument selector a unit and not just a name or a wildcard of a name. So that is something that I plan to add, to implement in the SDK, in the Java SDK, and use it. So this is for the ability to specify buckets for a specific histogram via the API. Um, another point? Yes, yes. No, go ahead. Okay. Another point was uh, performance. So the Java, so in Pulsar, because it's a it's a latency sensitive system. Just think of Kafka, okay? Right. It's the same thing. You can't have too many objects created all the time because that the garbage collection will kick in and will consume more than what you want because usually you want something which is sub five millisecond or even sub one millisecond for a message consumption end to end. So the garbage collection will ruin that. So basically today in Pulsar, the when you when you report um, when you add one to a counter, let's say, and once every thirty seconds you get all the metrics and you expose them via an HTTP right. endpoint, those are allocation free today in Pulsar. So mm -hmm. for me, I knew that Open Telemetry, the Java SDK, must be allocation free as well. And today, if you look at it, it's not. It's a, it's remotely <laughs> Uh, not this. This is the way. But fortunately, the the community is very supportive. So I opened an issue and I discussed, and eventually we decided uh, that we can use a a system where you can recycle objects. I mean, the SDK itself will recycle objects, leading to zero allocations. And that is something that the, the Java SDK maintainer, uh, Jack Berg, is um, actually spent quite a, a large amount of time on his own to refactor the entire Java SDK mm -hmm. to reach that zero allocation, which is amazing. And I am very grateful for that. So this is for the another point, which is the, the performance that was missing, but it's right. slowly being added. So Another that is, thing, yes. To, just to just to wrap up this part, uh, so that was essentially in the right path, right? So when you ingest um, any kind of, of uh, messages into 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 a pulsar, uh, you wanted to make sure that the the instrumentation or the the observability aspect doesn't impact the the latency of it in, on a high level. That's that's what you. Yes, when you say the right path is not adding one to the counter because in that respect it's okay and there's no allocation. 
but every 30 seconds when you will scrape the metric or will push them, mm -hmm. it will consume a lot of objects. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay, so the second, the, the other option, the other point is the, um, the push down filtering. So as I said, if you have 100K topics and you have 50 instruments per topic, you want to be able to control which metrics you, which instruments you want to see. Let's say which counters you would like to see for each uh, topic. So if you want to do it efficiently, the best way to do it is that the SDK itself would support you as a user providing such a filter, such a predicate that given an instrument name and a set of attributes, you can say true, false. So filter it or don't filter it. So when you actually perform the collect every 30 seconds or every one minute, you will skip all the metrics that don't answer that predicate. Right. If you don't do it, then you you actually are forced to do it on your own, basically receiving this huge list with 2 million objects and then filtering them only to have, let's say, 100K. Okay, so that costs a lot in terms of memory and CPU. So that is something that the community has agreed um, to add. And I just added an issue in the spec because even the implementation is controlled by the by the specifications. So uh, that's something that also uh, um, will move forward, hopefully. Um, another thing was, uh, a big thing, was attribute removal. So if you're used to Prometheus, for example, the client, you can remove an attribute set from any collector. So be, be it histogram or be it counter. So for example, if you have per topic, you have a, 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 an attribute set, then in Pulsar, when a top topic, I mean, in Pulsar, as opposed to Kafka, you have load automatic load balancing. So topics can move between brokers to balance the load. And when they do, you want to, uh, remove all the metrics that are associated with the topic right. in the original broker and right. start counting them in the target broker. Otherwise, things like storage size, which is a gauge, would be reported twice if you sum across the brokers for how much storage you have in total. So you must be able to remove attributes associated with the topic. And Seems Seems just just to you know uh, dive a little bit deeper on that topic. It seems like that Pulsar is is very convenient for um, the end user, um, essentially doing things automatically that otherwise they would you know, need to do themselves. But that means uh, you as an implementer, as a, as a maintainer, you have that additional effort to to um compensate for that you you need to take care of that uh, to to make sure that things like for example the, the metrics uh, are done properly and and uh, end users don't get you know wrong wrong monitoring or wrong alerts or wrong um, dashboards because of that feature that that pulsar has right yes i mean if if you if you look at uh, today that we use um, one of the libraries is, Prom is prometheus it's a one liner you just do um Latency um, histogram dot remove, okay, and you give the attribute set of that specific topic that has been removed and moved to 
another book that's one liner. So it's easy for the developers, but you must have that in the API if browser is to use open telemetry, right? Um, so what I ended up doing, of course, besides opening an issue and starting to open a discussion uh, on it in the open telemetry specifications repo, is basically, okay, what can I do in the meantime? So I have, uh, I basically had two workarounds around it. One is that for counters and up-down counters, you can use something called an asynchronous instrument. Basically, it means that um, instead, so a synchronous instrument means that, let's say for a counter, that atomic long that is kept or whatever, that um, the variable is maintained by the library itself, by the SDK. So when you do plus one, it will go and do plus one to that variable. But in an asynchronous instrument, um, the the responsibility of maintaining the state, that variable is on you. So you are the one creating the variable and you're the one incrementing it. So, and what you do provide is a callback. So in asynchronous instrument, um, you only provide a callback that the SDK calls every time it collects, or let's say every 30 seconds. So it, it, it runs the callback and you use the uh, a variable that is passed to you in the callback to report the measurement, like the current value of the counter. That means that you can, in one cycle, report two topics, and in, in the subsequent cycle, report only one, because they are evaporated once they are reported back to the matrix um, endpoint, for example, the Prometheus matrix endpoint, or the exporter. So they don't, uh, they're not kept in memory, just right. kept for very short time. So that was the solution to use right. for counters and upcount counters. But I had a huge problem with the histograms, the explicit bucket histograms that uh, we have in Porcel. For example, you want to measure latency for a topic. So what I um, ended up uh, thinking about uh, together with my teammates is basically removing histograms in the level of a topic and moving it to be in the level of a namespace or basically in a level of a, of the broker itself, the, the host. Because eventually we understood that if any system, be it Kafka, be a Pulsar, essentially are a multi-tenancy system. So many topics live and reuse the same CPU and the same memory and the same uh, socket. So we can... Um, um, we can simply drop the histograms for topic level, and that was the the solution. Basically, that's all the things that uh, we were missing. Gotcha. Wow, we covered quite uh, a lot of ground. So, from the problem you wanted to address um, to how open telemetry um, was able to help to a certain degree, and what was missing, sounds like you um, were rather successful and, and appreciative of how the community reacted to that. And and to be fair, it is an ongoing effort, right? There are still things that you're kind of waiting yes. for uh, to be implemented, which is which is fair. Things take time. Um so let's let's maybe wrap up. Um and do you have any you know last words or um anything that you want to share or, or any tips for people who you know find themselves in a similar situation like yourself? 
first, I want to uh, give a lot of appreciation to Open Telemetry. Uh, I'm not taking it for granted the 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 will to help, and they're very helpful, very. So this is not taken for granted. I'm I'm I, I tried doing the same in other libraries, and I didn't get the same response. So I'm very appreciative of that maintainers and community. Second thing, use the Slack workspace if you want to <laughs> um, learn more because it's super helpful. And if you, uh, basically, if if Pulsar, by the way, sounds um, interesting, uh, you can, uh, there is a Pulsar Summit in May that is virtual. So if you want to learn more use cases of real companies, I think it will be very interesting to join. Well, we'll put that in the, the show notes as well. Absolutely. And if people want to follow up with you, would they use Slack as well, the CNCF Slack? Or are you, are you open to people following up? Yes. If you want to ask me on Slack, um, I'm completely available if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter uh, mm -hmm. so I will post the, the Twitter handle on the show notes perfect um, yes all right hey Asad, thank you so much for joining and sharing uh, your experience with open telemetry in use it's a really great lesson learned uh, for myself and, and I think for the community at large and well, I hope that uh, we have you on the show again in a couple of months time when you have everything in, in production and, and can report on how, how things are going. Yes, I would love that. And uh, I want to congratulate you on this um, new initiative, which I think will be really great. Thank you. Thank you so much.